I'm serious. Why is it gotta be like that? Listen, I learned that from the House of Hoes. Cock punch. <laughs> what is going on? Hey, I'm Heather with the Pair of Spades podcast, and today I have a guest star who is a good friend of mine, Eric Daniels. Hey, it is so incredible to be here. You seem so excited. I am so excited. No, I really am. <laughs> I really am. We are in a cool spot. I'm, I, uh, I walked in here and I was like really surprised how, guys, what you can't see is behind looks the same as this. It's incredible. Well, it is a little cabin. That, that has a whole bunch of all these old signs up. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I personally like the, the prison shot of your husband in the front. That's, <laughs> that matches the, that matches the <laughs> Willie Nelson. That's no. good. We'll pop that up uh, on the YouTube. <laughs> so just in case you're not uh, watching us on YouTube, if you want to see the graphics and stuff that we talk about, go find us on uh, YouTube. So today we're going to talk about a bunch of different things. We're going to talk about technology, which we both have to use all the time. Yep. We're going to talk about real estate stuff, which is interesting to us. My husband will hate editing that part. Uh, we'll make it super exciting. Okay. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about um, a projection for next year. And some we're going to get into some water issues that we have in our area. Water issues in not, your area. Got not it. necessarily issues, but just right. stuff that I didn't know. Because we both know a lot about water wells because we live and work here. Yeah. But this, I think this information is kind of interesting. So... Let's jump into it. Let's talk cool. about let's talk about technology. That was one of the items that, that you brought up. Technology. Got it. I brought that up because it is such an interesting time to live, to watch what's going on in technology and how it's affecting the different groups of people. And uh, I've, I've noticed quite a few people in my life that, you know, it's given opportunity to some people and it's also persuaded their lives. Which is really interesting. You before we started, you talked about college <clears throat> and how the technology and the resources that we have available today are so different from when because we're the same age. Mm -hmm. When we went to college, if we had to go write a paper, we had to go into a five story library. Yeah, and try to find the books that would you know, and you didn't know if they're good books or bad books or whatever. And yeah, we were just doing all our research in the library all the time. But now, ooh. Speaking of technology, have you heard of OpenAI? OpenAI is – okay, so this is really interesting you bring this up. Okay. okay. So I coach real estate agents, and part of the technology inside of the coaching platform that I have monitors 100% of the communication and gives me the full AI backlog of what it is that I should and shouldn't be saying to these people real time. So as I talk so, to yeah, you – So, yeah, so give me an example. I'm going to move this down so it's not covering your face, but go ahead. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> as, as I communicate to agents, they're able to come in and tell me this and that, that, that and the other, and it tells them how many times they've talked, how many times I've talked, the percentage of the conversation who dominates. Oh, my gosh. The emails that come through tells, them, tells me exactly what mood they're in, how to communicate back to them effectively. It's next level. It's so, so how, how often do you use that technology? And do you find yourself focusing on that technology more than you're focusing on gut instincts? That's really cool because I have really crappy instincts apparently. Because what? I'm telling you, like I thought I was on top of my game, but I'm not. So here's how it works. It comes in and it says, Eric, you were great and assertive, but they were not listening to you. So the AI is coaching you how to communicate to people a communicator yeah. no a, a computer program 
Is it sentient? Does it keep learning as it goes? It does. It, it actually, oh. it does. It's insane. Has so, no one seen The Matrix? Or or, or uh, T2, for that matter. Like, everything. Yeah, yeah everything. everything. Uh, so, yeah, it's got a graph, and it tells you how long you talk to them. It gives you the size of the conversation. And you do this on OpenAI? OpenAI. Did you know that you can just type in, write me a essay about, you know, some war that we had? And it'll just freaking, it, every single essay that it writes is independent and unique from every other so that none of the kids that go and use this a- AI will ever be caught <laughs> plagiarizing because every single one that it does is unique. <laughs> Are we literally raising the stupidest generation known to mankind because they have all of this technology? Have you seen the movie, uh, oh, frick, what's it called? Idiocracy? Yes, it has electrolytes. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. Are we literally going to be in idiocracy in 300 years because <laughs> these computers do the thinking for us and we don't have to actually do problem solving and thinking on our own? Yeah, it's it's a it's a debate that could go for days. But I will tell you how I'm utilizing it to be positive. The agents that I talk to are benefiting greatly because I'm giving them time to speak. I can communicate in their love language, and they're doing the things that need to happen now that they weren't doing before. But Eric, what if their love language is the physical touch? <laughs> Jasper is not going to... Uh, <laughs> so you've seen Jasper, right? Jasper is the new AI for that no. you can pay for that you can do the, the book report. I do about. smell dog farts, though. It, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want you to think that was me. That was... <laughs> I'm glad that my plan worked. Okay. Okay. No. Uh, Jasper, is, Jasper. Jasper is something you can pay for to go and write all your newsletters and all the good stuff. It's, a, it's Which pretty op- cheap. OpenAI does the same thing. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's totally insane. So if you're not using AI right now, you're kind of behind the power curve. I'm not using it. And you're happy. I'm, I'm gut instinct. Well, you, you know. You think you are. I I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> God, I don't know. I mean, so who turned you on to this? Um, the company I work for is Tom Ferry. Okay, so. You work for them? Yeah, I, I'm a coach. You're like a paid coach? I'm a paid coach for Tom Ferry. You're paid by Tom Ferry or by the your students? Uh, Tom Ferry. Yeah, so I. So fancy. It's, it's, I don't know if it is or isn't. It's a great resume bullet, I'll tell you that. Uh, no, it's a fantastic organization. The content is insane, but. In addition to just normal everyday real estate stuff, they now give you AI. It's part of the package. Dude, that's crazy. And you can do you can use this for SEO for your website. You can have it generate articles, which Everything. again will pull people to your website. Mm-hmm. Do you do you utilize any of that or do you mostly just use it for your coaching side? Just coaching side right now, but most of my clients are starting to buy into Jasper.ai. Here's my concern with that. My attention span and focus is so jacked up that I feel like I would be so focused on what the little thing is telling me. Like, am I doing this right? And I wouldn't be actually absorbing what people are saying. And I, honest to God, I think that that would, it would be a detriment to me. Mm. Do you ever find yourself like going? I, I'll tell you how I got around that. Okay, they got done talking. It's my turn to talk. But what the crap did they just say? Well, what I do is I go back and analyze. Let's say we do a Zoom session together. Let's say that this was part of what was analyzing at the moment. 
it literally is com- it's taking that information and put placing it onto a website. I don't look at that stuff until it's over. Oh, so it's not real time it that you're be. watching it. It can be real time. In oh, fact, oh, I can see how that would be useful then. Yeah. So after the fact, you go, oh man, I talked for sixty percent of the time, and I didn't hit home because their their language back to me did not resonate with what I was saying to them. And then I go, what can I do better? And then it says, what you can do better is blah 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 blah. blah. Oh my god! I think I need to buy that from for talking to my husband. If you're ever, <laughs> oh my god, we could turn this into oh. a whole. We could turn this into a whole like counseling. Oh, I don't need a counselor anymore. Sorry. Okay, sorry, baby. Jeff. My 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 counselor's out of. I understand yeah. your point, and now I shall utilize it in my daily life. You saw Office, right? You it, saw uh, the Office. Yeah. It, I I recognize that you're upset. And I also want to be there for you. I recognize that you're upset and want to be there for me. And I appreciate that you're here for me. I, and st- it goes I stopped listening. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> oh. in my brain, I was thinking about that show where it's in the office, but he walks around with a coffee mug and he goes, yeah, I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday. <laughs> That's a better office. That'd be great. <laughs> Thanks. Lumberg. Is that what it is? His name's Lumberg. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's, what I'm, yeah. that's what I was thinking about, but... Okay. Are you happy you found that? Like, do you enjoy coaching more than you enjoy selling? Ooh. She has officially put me on the hot spot here. We can cut this part out if you don't want no, to No, no, no. This is this is good. This is um because selling I'm not saying coaching is easy, but you know everything that we have to do to be successful at what we do. Yeah. And it's not easy. No, it's not. In fact, it's harder to coach than I thought it was going to. So it took a lot of training to get to the point where I was certified to coach for Tom. And then inside of that space for the past year, I've been learning how to do that more and more effectively. And that's when I transitioned into my own brokerage. We are now doing the same inside of that space, um, taking agents to the next level. Um, I'll be honest, both providing solutions for agents and for my clients are pretty equal because I get to see somebody win. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. that's our associate broker. She was a teacher for years and years. Mm-hmm. And so teaching is everything to her. So she she loves it. And she loves seeing, you know, the kids in the brokerage be successful. You know what's really a challenge for me right now? Hmm. Production. What do you mean? So if I were to say that you were an efficient agent that said, I'm in real estate to find solution for people, it's our job as an advocate or you're – Let's say there's there's agency. A, you know what agency is? Yeah. It's super easy. It's somebody has a problem and you help them get to the solution. That's agency. Make it super simple. Same happens inside of agent, uh, what we do for a living. And um, But what I was going to go with is production is, is an interesting bag because a lot of agents come to real estate because either their friends have or they see it as an easy way to make money. And recently we've not seen that, have we? I mean, 2020, 2020 and 2021, yeah. <laughs> but recently. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, October on, because I, I feel like things slowed in September, but October 1st, boom, it flipped a switch. It did. It did. In fact, um, I, I own an investment company that tracked it. And that was not a segue. Not to brag or anything. I'm not bragging. But, but my third business my, is. Yeah. So what I'm doing inside of that space is watching, and I'm a data nerd inside of that stuff. It's amazing. Watching the end of August, we watched it happen in one week. Yeah. How everything shut down. So it did. End of August was the timeline that you put it at? Yeah. 
We sold, in fact, we sold our last flip in the the second week of August, and the following week it fell. Whose last flip? Mine. Oh, is that business number four? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, I mean, I, I wanted you to come on for a reason. I no, mean, I know. You, it's, it's very interesting, all the different um, hats that you wear, honestly. Yeah, uh, so I'll tell you the gateway drug is helping people. It really is. So once you figure out that um, you can purchase homes and get people out of a bad situation, but you can also monetize that, you can. And it's not bad. You're not bad for doing that. We, you have to get paid to do a job. And that's, that's what we do. Yeah, and but we the, help people along the way. You help a lot of people. I've, and that's the biggest reason I came to this is not to make this a circle jerk, but really and truly, I love... Don't you have to be all boys to have a circle jerk? <laughs> I mean, thanks for putting it in context. I'm just saying. Never saying that again, ever. <laughs> Unless you're with a bunch of dudes. I totally can do that. <laughs> no, but um, watching watching you from afar. I mean, here, let me let me say this. This is one of the stories that I wanted to tell today. Okay. So I'm running around the neighborhood one day, and I kept thinking, who do I want to work with oh. <laughs> inside of the space of my brokerage and my team or whatever you want to say inside of real estate. I just wanted to be around people that are. He's a bragger about his exercise. Ah. <laughs> On social media. Jeez. He's one of those dudes that's like, check it out. I'm running. You know, it's called accountability. And if I don't do that, I'll be as big as a house. Okay. So I'm running around the neighborhood and I'm like, I want to talk to somebody now about coming to work with me. And it's not because I want them to, um, you know, make me bigger or make us more money. It's legitimately who do I want to surround myself with? And I'm like, Heather, this is it. So I'm running and I'm like, hey, I, I send a video text, I think. And yes. I say, hey, yeah. I really want you to come work with me. This is an amazing opportunity, blah, 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 value coming out my ears, blah, blah. And what did you say when you replied? I said, <laughs> I sent him a video back and I said, Eric Daniels. <laughs> Thank you so much for wanting me to join your team so bad that you sent me a generic video and didn't even mention me by name. <laughs> so word to the wise, if you ever do that and you want to impress any, you might want to call her out by name. Don't mass Don't send mass out send. videos that so you then, sent to all of your other people that you were trying to get to join. I can't have you win that conversation. So I send one back. And this time it's, no, this is over-the-top name-calling, this and that. But I really want you to come. So much so, I believe, I yelled across the neighborhood that that's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> so. Still didn't. Didn't work. Didn't recruit me, but. No. You know, I mean, I'm just really happy where I'm at. I've been in a couple different brokerages. And your broker has tried to recruit me for My years. Really? Well, not your broker, your, your My owner. The owner, yeah. The owner of the broker, Craig. Craig, yeah. Craig Couch, shout out. Super good guy. I went to the, I hiked the AT with that guy. You hiked what? The Appalachian Trail with that guy. Oh, I'm just supposed to know what AP stands for? AT, Appalachian Trail. AT. AT. You know what? You know, do you hike? No, I mean, where the frick do you hike in Texas? You There's don't. no public land you here. You get on airplanes and you go to places. When that I lived in Southern California, yes. Where'd you go in California? Chino Hills. Then there's also uh, like a backbone that I saw Charlie Sheen's brother. What's his name? Emilio? Yes. I, Emilio Estevez asked me what time it was on what? that trail. And then we would go down to, oh, gee, no, frig. Oh, Palos Verdes. We would, there was a bunch of trails down there okay. that were really, really cool. Been there. Um, That's cool. So, I mean, I don't know, all over the place down there. So you, your, your outside person comes out in California. Well, there's just no 
outside stuff here besides swimming in the pool. You do have a cool pool. Or running around the neighborhood, which is boring. That's what I do. I run I mean, around neighborhoods. I, well, we walk up the hill, you know, we walk up the hill, which is cool, but it's, it's just not, it's not the same thing. It's not like you can pack a picnic and go on a really cool, you know, hiking trail here. You know, oh God, segue after segue. One of the big things in Texas is it's all privately owned. Yeah. I hate it. Agreed. There's no public land here. I grew up in Idaho where you could drive up the road 20 minutes and pick, well, okay, huckleberries, you had to be at a certain altitude. So you, you had to drive like an hour and a half to pick huckleberries, but you could, you know, drive a half hour and you're in national forestry or Idaho state forestry. And yeah. you could chop down trees for your, you know, to heat your house because heating is all different up there. And I mean, and Utah is the same way Yeah, where I went to college. You can drive from one corner to the next, can't you? It's one, all public. One corner of what? Uh, Utah. From one corner, like the northwest corner to the southeast corner, you can drive. And Pro- not- probably. I mean, there's, we used to go mountain biking and hiking everywhere in Utah. Uh, we used to leave our apartment and then drive or bike up to the top of Squaw Peak and then ride it down. It was like, it was so okay, cool. Okay, you've lived. I mean, I did back in the day. <laughs> but now it's like, once I started real estate, like, there's no more, there's no more life sometimes. Sometimes, but it's it's a necessary evil. Um, it's been such a blessing to be inside of that space. I, I still recommend it to people. I love it. And it... <laughs> your dog is awesome. You got to see what's making the noise. Where is yeah, it? so the cutest thing on the planet. Come here. Come here. Oh, this is... This is Winston. Hi, Winston. You have a radio presence. He's a, he's a little baby. We can't leave him alone for very long. So he's in the studio and he's super annoying. So anyway, so that if you hear noises, that's that's awesome. That's what's happening. So, well, that's cool. You okay. live and, and and real estate is awesome. Yeah. Talk about technology and how it affects people our parents' age in their early seventies. Oh man, that's a that's a tough one. Um, so because my parents can't figure out how to <laughs> attach. <laughs> cordless headphones. The other day, my dad comes down. And he goes, "I need you to help me attach these headphones to this to this phone." I go, "Okay, give me the phone. Give me the headphones." I literally open the top of the headphones. It pops up on the screen. Says, "Notice JBL headphones. Would you like to attach?" I go, "Boom." I'm like, "Here you go, Dad." He's like, "What?" That's awesome. <laughs> I think. So. Yeah, I, 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 I well, I'm prepared. Good, good and bad. Good and bad. I've got the half empty, half full. Definitely, I can, I can go cynicism on you. I, I fully love looking at what the opportunities in the space is to learn, and I, you know, that's where growth mindset comes in. The unfortunate thing for the majority of our parents, they've taken most of their evenings making dinner, watching Walter Cronkite. They've oh my got, God, I, I haven't thought about Walter Cronkite in years. Okay, so Walter Cronkite. Walter Cronkite. Uh, yeah, so we've we've seen we've seen tradition and you know through the sixties, seventies, eighties, a lot of that was dependent on the same routines. You know, they you come home, you make dinner, you watch television, you watch the news, and you get your 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 TV tray out and you'd uh, eat dinner on a TV tray. You did that too. I mean, I, I don't. My grandparents did. I don't think we did at all, ever. Now, which side of technology do you want to go on here? Well, so I feel like it's a necessary evil, but I feel like it's mostly evil. And I feel like it is destroying our younger generation's brains. Wow. I mean, really and truly, I, I, the, the, the whole TikTok, the constant scroll, the, the Instagram scroll on the reels, 
It has, it has literally made our children and me. I am 100%. I used to, I was an avid reader. When I was having babies and nursing and all that stuff, I would constantly read. I'd read before I go to bed. Like, I didn't watch TV near as much. I cannot make myself focus on a book anymore. Audible? Yeah, I mean, I listen. I absolutely can listen, but that's, I prefer a book. And I can't make myself focus anymore. And I feel like it's worse with our kids. And thinking about what we do face to face, being able to bond with people and meet. I feel like our, the teenagers nowadays, they don't even talk to each other face to face. Like we used to freaking just leave the house and go hang out with our friends who knows where we were. Right. How often do your, how old are your kids? Uh, 16, 14, and 8. So how often do they go hang out with their friends versus just like sit on their phones? It's extremely limited. Right? Extremely. Like, how much of life are they missing out on because of freaking technology? No, I agree. I agree. But at the same token, let me be the positive guy. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm the Eeyore of the conversation. Yeah, where is Eeyore? Uh, <laughs> my, my son, who's 14, has committed to creating a business at the age of 14 to have a solid money streaming income before he leaves high school to do a video business. So and, does he video or? Yeah, he videos. He has, he's buying his own equipment. He's going to, you know, shoot real estate videos as that's how he's going to get started. But my point in saying that is that it, without technology, he wouldn't be there. True. And to be honest, majority of the populace now is accepting of the fact of a 16-year-old doing the video. Yeah. Well, frankly, half of them are way more attuned to how to use the technology in a cool way versus half the people in their 50s. How long did it take for us to get the mics up and running? Well, that was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently there's a mute listen button here that I didn't know existed. And no matter what I plugged in or unplugged or changed, <laughs> I couldn't hear anything on my headphones. And Eric was like, what about this button? And That's, yeah. he fixed it. Yay. No, but it's, it's because I have a 14-year-old son that would tell me those things. <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, so technology, yeah, it's a good and bad, but I... Ultimately, I mean, you're talking to the guy that does AI on coaching calls. So I'm. So going, you're really utilizing it. I have it to. can be used for a, a lot of good. I don't. I, I don't see it being stopped. Right. And oh, it's not stopping. It's it's going to get worse. So what do I do? I have two choices. I can go boondock in the middle of the woods and call that home, or I can. There's a happy medium. Like is you, there? I mean, boondock in the woods or by Twitter. Which one do you want to do? Oh well, I have a rooftop <laughs> tent, so. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I'm not. A, I've never tweeted. Me neither. I've never tweeted. I hate Twitter. That's that's new. Not, every, every time Shad and I do a podcast and we look at what's trending on Twitter, the top it shows you thirty things trending. Yeah, we have no idea what any of it is. <laughs> so I'm awesome. not. I'm not. We joking. should do that now. We should do that. No right idea. Now. Okay, ready? Yeah. Quick, quick test. Quick, quick test. test. Twitter. I hear it's gotten kind of interesting. Look, it's already on the Explore tabs trending. Here we go. Here no, we go. Don't turn on nerves. Top thing trending Russia. Okay. Okay, we don't know why. Why? Yeah. Oh, because freaking Grinder. They. Grinder? No, okay, okay, Wait, okay. No. Grinder's in Russia now? No, not Grinder. Okay. <laughs> There's a WNBA player named Grinder who went to Russia. Do you know this story? No. I don't watch the news. He lives either. in a happy life. I do. She's WNBA. She went to Russia. I do know. I do she freaking brought yeah. liquid weed oh. and they put her in prison. And so our administration is like, no, we can't have 
our WNBA player in a Russian prison because she was an idiot and freaking broke the law <laughs> in Russia. So let's trade her for the Merchant of Death. Oh. An arms dealer called the Merchant of Death. That's an even trade to our administration. Wow. Yes, yes. That's newsworthy. I mean, that's why it's number one trending. Oh, no different than number three. Yep. Yep, Putin's trending. Where is where is Zebu? No clue. Schiff, no clue. Diablo promo. You should know this next one. Rush Hour Four? <laughs> is it That's is, a movie, that's, right? Seriously, Jackie Chan's making another rush hour? Is he still alive? Um yes. I had no idea. And then there's something called Five Thousand Taliban, Microsoft, who knows why. They're trending. Activision and Sony. Oh. Activision, isn't it that from the eighties? Dude, I don't know. I could I could open this. No, in no, 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 it's a rabbit hole. Okay, well, so the Game Awards, Respect for Marriage Act. Oh, that just passed. That just passed the the House or the Senate. I don't know. Is basically saying that same sex marriage is okay. I like being ignorant when it comes to news. I mean, it's it's a much happier life because I feel like news brings so much anger. It does. And sadness. It does. Um, I, holy moly. Something's going to die. Our dog. He's scratching. It's all good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, let's, I don't know. Twitter sucks. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And the, the, thing, the thing that's interesting to me about Twitter is it just, it's so weird. Like, what are the ages of people using Twitter? Because these things that are important to them are so meaningless to me. In life, that's why usually we don't know anything about anything that's going on there. Yeah, the you only, see what I'm saying? Yeah, I I think because my brain only has so much bandwidth, I only have so much. Well, and we focus on you know like work and family and things that matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> we are perfect. In fact, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, but no, that's true. That's actually really true. We do these these this thing each year. Where it shows, you know, how much, where do I sit in my career? Where do I sit with my family? And it's a wheel. And if it's wonky, you're not going to roll very well. True. And that never seems to show up on my wheel. No, never. Yeah. TikTok has made its way into my wheel a little bit. <laughs> which, kidding me? No, it pisses me off. <laughs> Why? Why did you let it infiltrate you? <sighs> because I'm on, there's so many, like, you can be on the midget side of TikTok or little people side of TikTok. You could be on the, you know, photography side. You could be on the artistic side. I'm on the cooking side of TikTok. Oh. So, because when I, I'm a foodie, I love to cook. And, like, when my kids were little, I used to just watch Food Network religiously. Yeah. And you'd have to watch a freaking hour-long show of Paula, whatever her name is, so that I could write down the freaking recipe. Paula Dean, that's it. So I could write down the recipe. I would take an hour because I didn't want to buy the cookbook. I was, I was more of a barefoot contessa. Oh, totally. Right? Yeah, she's she was so, so pretentious. Good. She was so good. So <laughs> the thing I love about, oh, God, there's a woman that does TikToks making, pretending to be her. No way. Yes, she's funny. But I love TikTok because in one minute, I have the entire recipe, and I can just take a screenshot of it, see how yummy it looks from beginning to end in one minute. It is very time positive. Yeah. No, it's efficient. I get that. Um, I actually thought about being a culinary institute guy before I started, before I signed up for the military. Yeah? I was going to go, I was living in Charleston, South Carolina, and I was like, oh my God, I want to do this so bad. You know who did it? Alton Brown. 
Alton mm. Brown was the guy. And I loved Alton Brown. Yeah. He's still on. You believe that? No. He's totally like it. I haven't, shows. I haven't had cable for 20 years. I haven't had cable. He, I just see him on YouTube. Yeah. The other cable. <laughs> That's right. That's why we put our show on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, remember back in the day when you used to have to go to a CD store because they were releasing a single? Uh, the big tall cases. You would, you would just buy the single because you, you you knew the rest of the album was crap. Oh, totally. So you almost paid as much for the single as the whole album? <laughs> That's right. You remember? The EP, yes. That's the one thing about technology that I love is music because you can just like, hey, Siri, play such and such, and it will. That is so true. Which platform do you use right now? For music? Mm -hmm. Apple. Yeah, I, I, I went from Title to Apple recently. I don't know what Title is. Title was like ugh, pinkies up. It's supposed to be like the best the, lossless, the bougie, bougie master quality, <laughs> and with my twenty dollars headphones, it's amazing. <laughs> no, yeah, music's my jam. That's my jam. I love it. I like it gets me through the day. Between that and podcasts, sometimes I like music that makes me happy and that I can sing to super loud and embarrass my kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's that. We, uh, Christy and I were putting together all the Christmas stuff recently, and uh, we had Pet Shop Boys and Joy. Was it, was it, what's the name of that band? Joy. <laughs> I don't know. It was, pet, it was like. My yeah, husband would know. I'm terrible with names. Uh, Joy Division, which is <coughs> blessing you. Excuse me. Um, kind of sounds like that, actually. No. Uh, <laughs> no, it, like, imagine Pet Shop Boy Christmas is not, yeah, we're. Equal opportunity family. What is that song that was like something girls? Dun -dun -dun -dun. Is that uh, is that Pet yes, Shop Boys? Yes, West End Girls. Yeah, West End Girls. I would always get the <laughs> words wrong every freaking time. <laughs> I, I, I yes, something <laughs> girls. Dun -dun -dun. Something girls, not Beastie Boys. Dude, remember when we used to have to listen to the album and like stop it and write down what they were saying so that we could learn the words? Did you that ever do that? All the time. Because we had to memorize the song, and there was no lyrics playing as the freaking song played like there is nowadays. And then Nirvana came out with Nevermind, and it was like, I can't understand this guy. I can't do it. <laughs> Nirvana couldn't understand himself. You know, Stone Temple Pilots, he he was drunk most of the time. If if drinking was From, the only thing, that would have been the good thing. Well, that's probably true. Yeah, I saw them in concert once, Stone Temple Pilots. The only concert I've ever been to in my whole life, besides George Strait when my husband and I went, wow. was literally... In 1992, and it was... Tell me a story, Grandma. MC, <laughs> it was <the> MC Hammer, <laughs> TLC, Oh, and it should have been Vanilla Ice, but something happened with Vanilla Ice, and so it wasn't it was Vanilla Ice. an eyebrow Ice. incident. <laughs> Probably the yeah. shaving the steps into his side. He, like, <laughs> nicked himself too much. But that was literally the only concert I really, truly have gone to. Was that the Hammer Street. Don't Hurt Him tour? Yes. Oh, my God. I don't know why I know that. The Stop Hammer Time one. Oh, oh my gosh. That is. Don't so you incredible. hate music nowadays? Every single song is auto tuned and just sounds like trash. So hang on, hang on. I like, hate it. Yeah, you lumped in a whole genre, especially rap. <laughs> rap nowadays is the worst. Can I just give a shout out for all 90s rappers and say you guys were the bomb? I will tell you, I run to them. Religiously, nineties rappers and eighties. I was listening to LL uh, LL the other day, and then I will tell you. Okay, hang on. Run the jewels. You've got to give a chance. Um, who else? Um, there's there's rappers out there that are really good right now. They're not auto tuned, and that are not Drake. 
I know this is the. Creep. You mean like yay? Oh no 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 no! I don't go there. Um, <laughs> you don't want to talk no. about yay? No, um, there's plenty of people out there. But um, wait, wait, wait. When did we start? I didn't. I didn't restart my timer. Oh no. Thirty-two minutes, nineteen thirty-six. Okay, we have we have four more minutes. Okay, all right. So <laughs> sorry. Wow. So you don't want to talk about yay? I, no. It's, There's it's, so much to talk about. Okay, look, if you want to go there... I don't. Okay, good. I hate him. Yeah, it's not good. He needs to stop talking. He needs medication. Why do you think Trump met with him? First off, don't know that. Um, you didn't know that he met with him? I'm telling you, like, totally new. He freaking let Ye come to Mar-a-Lago, and he met with him and this other guy that is a known white supremacist. And oh, so, my God. And so, which, by the way, why is Ye hanging out with him? But, like, now they're trying to get Trump to denounce the other guy, and his name is Nick Fuentes, and I, Trump won't do it. So everyone's like, how the frick did these two get in to meet with Trump at Mar-a-Lago? Yeah, that's weird. That's so weird. Conspiracy theorists must be going crazy. Do you want Trump 2024? I'm so anti... Are okay. you are you DeSantis? I'm I'm apolitical is what the problem is. You don't care? It's not that I don't Did you vote? No. I'm prior military and didn't vote. Do you care about inflation in our country right now? <laughs> Do you have a heart? <laughs> I mean <laughs> inflation in our country right now and the Fed and what they're doing with the interest rates, that's why we have to vote. We have to vote. I'm anti-political. Oh, God. I, I totally will go there. I just, I didn't. What do I have to do to get you to vote in the next election? I, I'll vote for you. You know what? You I'm tell not me running. No. Not, uh, no, 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 no. If you want me to vote, I will vote if you tell me to do that. But okay. It's, it's on because you need it more than I do. Can you please vote for the next presidential election? Yeah, I That will. means the primaries and the actual election. If, if it's a color, I go, I go for the color. That's fine. Okay. All right. So that's the payment, apparently, for being here. Here's no. Some, here's the money. No. It, it's it, it's it, there. Uh, look, we have limited time, but I will tell you, there's a part of me that has seen this go over and over and over. If if I thought that there was an actual benefit for me to vote, I would love to have that debate. But that is inflation. Like that benefit right there, that's what we need to pr- protect our the future generations from. This is insane. Okay. Rock the boat. Rock the vote. No, we'll stop talking about politics and yeah. voting because I, God, it just kills me. It kills me what's happening in our country. What what drives you? What what's inside that? That's oh, I'm going to be full psychologist now. What is it that honestly? What makes you so passionate about that? I just I worry about what we are leaving for our children. And and I worry about people being so dependent on government. I think COVID. COVID changed everything for so many different people. Like, COVID made people dependent on the government. Yeah. COVID shut down people's businesses and took people's hope and and everything that they've worked for, put so many small businesses under. COVID made people suspicious of each other. Mm. Stay six feet away from me. Did you know know that some people have said that our heart is a sensory organ? It is a sensory organ. Okay, well, did you know that when someone walks in the room and you go, what's wrong? It's because literally our hearts are communicating, and when you're more than six feet away, you do not have that. I know. So I just, 
I just had this conversation with my wife and a friend, how I felt that people knew almost like uh, like an aura mm-hmm. between two people. Mm-hmm. I wish a, I could see auras. Oh, I wish God. I could. Do you, right? Can you see them? No. Oh, yeah, no. I can't see them. I did do something cool the other week. What? Shrooms? Called... <laughs> no? We could probably see them if we took shrooms. <sighs> so <laughs> there's, a, there's a light called Lucian light, and it's a, it's, a, it's a halogen light in the center, and there's LEDs around the outside. I went to Bentonville the other day. Went to this woo-woo float. Is that Arkansas? It was in Arkansas. Okay. So I go into the store. It's a float tank area. Where you, <gasps> and it was amazing, by the way. You did a, I did a float z- tank. Depri- deprivation? Full deprivation. No light. Like you couldn't tell where your skin was underwater and the outside ambient. Did you take ketamine before you went in there? I did not. I did not. <laughs> not. <laughs> I don't take much. Um, but How long well, were you in there? An hour. And? Uh, pretty amazing. What happened? Uh, well, the light was more experienced, so like that was a it was two different things. So I, it just made me think. I didn't see anything. I didn't hallucinate. That's because he didn't take the ketamine. Should have did the ketamine. Uh, I, I don't know. What do they take? What's that stuff? No, ayahuasca. <laughs> okay, so those that don't know, ayahuasca makes you throw up or have diarrhea. Have you done it? No. I. I'm so scared of doing anything like that. If, I didn't if, even drink till I was 38 years old. That is... What? Because I was Mormon. You oh, know. Okay. Yeah. Right. I legit cool. was mo- mo- Mormon until I left. Explain so much. Um, so, <laughs> uh, no, it's, uh, no, it was an amazing opportunity to sit back and, and meditate and be in the, your own space. My wife could not handle it. I don't think I could handle it either unless I had taken something to elevate my consciousness. I don't need it. And get out of my own head. No. Just need a microdose. All right, so well, that I mean, that's something though. Yeah, I know a lot of guys that do it, but uh, I have a friend that she wants me to watch uh, something fungi. It's a Netflix documentary yeah, it's about a good it. One. I've seen it because uh, it. She has gone on all these journeys. She's done. Is she local? Mm, well, she was, but she moved to Utah, so she has a shaman out there, that's and awesome. the stories that like yeah, you can see sound, see sound. Um, Paul Stemmets is the mushroom guy. Have you seen him? Is he on that documentary? Uh, yeah, I would. Is. I would like to try it, but I'm so scared of it. I'm scared uh, that I would have like the the negative, like the scary. I get that version. I, I think that if I'm, it's a commitment, right? I mean, if you lock in, you're locked in, right? Yeah. There's, there's no getting out. From no, you just have to ride the wave, right? And but you do have to be in a good place. Anyways, but so. she wasn't, and she did it, and it healed her from a lot of trauma. Ayahuasca does that too for some people. Ugh. And some it doesn't. Did you know that the guy that started AA... Oh gosh, I'm going to get this wrong. Okay. No, yes. The guy that started AA (laughs) started it because he found LSD. What? Okay, okay. In the 60s, these scientists were studying the fungi that was growing on... Oh, it's a type of grain that's really gross. Okay. And that fungi... Turned into LSD. What? So then they started studying LSD and the effects that it had on people. The government, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The scientists. And they found that, that the LSD was literally healing these people from traumatic 
things that happened in their in their past. Yeah. And so they were like, oh my God. And so then in the 60s, it turned into this whole, like this one guy was like just a huge proponent for LSD because he saw the good that it did for people in healing their trauma. And he found that when they when they had traumatic events, you know, like whatever, murder, death, whatever, someone leaving them, abuse, whatever, mm-hmm. that they turned to alcohol because they would self-medicate because yep. of their pain. Yep. And so the only, one of the main ways he was able to get them off of alcohol was through healing with LSD. Wow. And then when they made LSD illegal, he started AA, and the whole thing you know, was set into place to try to get them to work through their trauma because he knew he couldn't get them you know, off alcohol completely until they worked through their trauma through all the steps. My name is Eric Daniels. I am not an alcoholic. My name is Heather Kingston, <laughs> and my husband and I kind of stopped. I oh. he stopped cold turkey in April, but I sometimes have one or two drinks here or there. <laughs> That's awesome. So, well, I wouldn't uh, say alcoholic. No, but it's it's a it's a nice tool to calm. I got to calm the nerves in the brain. No, I have seen. Okay, so I have seen where people with PTSD and some other things get. Um, microdosing of, of of psilocybin and it does in fact change the, the is that legal in texas i don't think so god it should be right i i don't know i don't know joe rogan talks about that a lot does hey do you ever listen to tim ferris yes tim ferris is amazing do you see his new uh no he's got a new podcast out i need to put him back on my phone yeah so tim ferris uh forgive the term it's it's the new podcast is called cock punch and it is a hundred percent. You're not going to forget that one. And you're going to all the <laughs> proceeds from that podcast go to psychedelic research for people that are in need. Dude, that's that's pretty cool. Nice tie-in, right? That's mm-hmm. so good. Thumbs up, Tim. That's amazing. Uh, I listen to Tim quite a bit. Podcasts are my jam. But him and numerous others. Paul Stemitz has got a good one. I mean, do you listen to our podcast? I do. I've actually commented on yours. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Which one? Which one? Yeah. Which which one? I don't know. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool to know. Yeah. Because we never know if people are actually listening. So. Yeah. But honestly, no. I'm a huge. I'm. I'm. Like drugs scare me. Yeah. I don't like being not in control. In fact, one of my good friends came over and got me super drunk, <laughs> and we had so much fun. And he, like, didn't feel any hangover whatsoever. I couldn't even get out of bed or open my eyes until afternoon. Really? Ugh. I've had one hangover in my whole life. I think it's be- – oh, my God. It's so bad for me. But I think my body doesn't metabolize alcohol because I get blotchy and red. Me too. Like super red. Okay. That's yeah. that's called Asian red. Did you know that? I'm serious. <laughs> Why it got to be like that? Listen, I learned that from the House of Hose. Cock punch. <laughs> What is going on? They're, I think they're from Korea. Okay. They're Korean. That was not me. That was a growl. From okay, the good. They're Korean, and they all get red, and they take Pepsi AC before they drink, and then they don't have that effect. What's the, what their last name? Ho. Okay, that is actually their... Yes. Okay, thank you. So they told me about Asian red, so now if I'm going to drink, especially wine is really bad. Oh, beer, yeah. some, some types of beer, like, and it just creeps up and it looks all blotchy and goes up to here and to my face and to my nose and it looks We're stupid. We're the same person. Yeah. So Pepsi AC before you drink and you won't have that trouble because our body doesn't metabolize the sugars and alcohol the way it should. It seems like I should learn that from like, uh, what is it, 23 Me? They should tell you that. Well, 
House of Hoes. House of Hoes. Thank you for that information. Hashtag Hoes. <laughs> okay, you know, you know what else I want to talk about today? What? I want to talk about what's going on in the market a little bit. Okay. What what is going on with the interest rates and what is your prediction? I don't have a prediction because I'm not an economist. <sighs> but I hope and so what I what I can tell you is what other economists are saying right now because I think it's good news. Oh. Okay. So on TheHousingWire.com, there was a recent article just a couple days ago that says, okay, so you, we were talking about it earlier and you said the housing market basically kind of, and the, everything kind of just screeched to a halt at the end of August. Yeah. September slowed. October 1st really slowed, mm-hmm. although I had a good October and November. <laughs> I'm just saying. I did. You bumped the trend. I we mean, get <laughs> but December sucks. I only have one closing in December, and I'm very grateful for that buyer. Um, but the housing market is not going to be like this forever. This is what this article is telling us, which is, I think, such a good thing to know. So the Fed controls the interest rates, right? They, they set the basis points, and mm-hmm. then lenders adjust because there's overlays on top of those, those interest rates. So the Fed overreacted when they brought the rates down to the twos. Yes. And that created a whole host of problems. And just left it there. People being crazy, <laughs> bidding way over, right? Yeah, yeah. And then And then the shortages, because then the builders couldn't keep up because there was a huge demand for builders, because sometimes that was the only way to get your clients into a house, was to get the builder to let you go under contract. Mm. And some builders were like, uh, no, we're not going under contract until we're done, because the shortages were so bad. So... The 2% interest rates created all those problems. And now, you know, inflation went out of control. And so now they're, again, overcompensating by raising the basis points so quickly. So now we're at like 20-year highs. Yeah. But the chief economist, uh, where did I write that down? The ch- Oh, right there. The chief economist at the MBA forecast the rates should be in the mid-fives by... 2023, sometime in 2023. I've heard Barry Habib said that it should be by June. Get it, girl. I'm just saying. Barry Habib's the man. Well, he says by June. I I say May. Oh, that would be great. I'm telling you. All my sellers, get ready. Get ready. I have like like 10 listings waiting. Yeah. Just waiting. Oh, man, that's a tough one. So so they say. The market's not going to be like this forever. Um, right now, as a home buyer, you have such an opportunity, right? Yeah. Talk about that. Oh my gosh, it, <laughs> that dog is hilarious. I'm sorry, buyers, man, this is where it's at. I mean, look, because if the rates aren't going to be high forever, what should they do? I, I'm going to tell you what to do right now. Take it from your coach. You no, need no, to... you're not a coach right now. Oh, I mean, you're talking to a I'm buyer. An everyday Joe. No, you're talking to a buyer. I know. Oh, so all you, all the people out there, seriously, all the buyers that are out there, there is an absolute opportunity because you're not going to compete for the houses right now. What is the absolute opportunity? Absolute opportunity. Oh, oh absolutely. Okay. Absolute. I had to emphasize. <laughs> no. So here's what you got to think about to make this super simple. If I do it today, I can refi later if I really want to, and I can actually save money. Hundred percent. Because if I'm buying in the springtime, if I'm buying in that 5% range, whatever, whenever that is. Because we still hardly have any inventory. Oh, So it's going gonna, gonna to be 2021 again. And you know what? I just locked in a $40,000 discount on a $300,000 house because it's December. 
Dude, I've been seeing incentives like I've never seen before. And I've, I've seen different markets. I haven't been an agent for 40 years like some people have. But, you know, we've seen slower markets. How long have you been in the industry? Eight years. Eight? Okay, yeah. so I'm six. So we haven't, neither of us were 2008. <laughs> sure lived Your it, mom though. was, though. Your mom? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was. His mom is an agent, very yeah. well known in Fort yeah. Worth, right? Yeah, Pam K. Wooden House. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> So she she definitely. So you lived it more than me. It was what I mean because your mom lived through it. And I watched it. it. Yeah. I watched it from her eyes, and I owned houses. I sold a house at the end of two thousand seven, beginning of two thousand eight. I lived in Ryan Place at the time, and sold a house and sold it in a week. And I found out later that guy foreclosed on the house right after mm. he bought it. That sucks. He probably got one of those freaking three year adjustable rates, and they arm. got screwed. Get broke off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the buyer, what a great opportunity right now for a buyer. Because come springtime, you're going to be competing and nobody wants that. And you're not going to save the money that you would have now. And this, this forecast is what I think is the most interesting part of this whole article. It says that the housing market is just not bad, honestly. And even though this chief economist lowered its forecast for 2023, forecast meaning like how many homes are going to be bought right. and sold for the whole year. The forecasted volume is still going to make next year one of the best mortgage years in the last 20 years. Fantastic. That's great. In fact, while it won't match 2020 or 2021, the purchase mortgage dollar volume should be better than any year from 2002 to 2020. And we live or in 2020. Texas. We live in Texas. Yeah. We live in Texas. People are still moving here. Yep. I know somebody from uh, a team, a major, major team that is moving here from out of state. Because they like Texas. Well, dude, that's that's been so many of my buyers. Because a lot of my sellers this this year have moved away. So thank God I list houses because <laughs> I haven't hardly had any buyers. I mean, really and truly, almost all my business this year has been sellers. Occasionally, do you, do you pay for leads online? They buy no. I don't either. No, and that's the way you should do it. This is interesting too. Mark Zandi, the chief economist for Moody's Analytics, said. That millions of Americans are about to come into the median age for first-time home buyers, age 34. Yes. And that this – look at this graph here. We'll pop it up on the screen here. But this graph is going to be the highest population age of, of any, 34. Any. And that's the average age that the first people buy their house. I love that. And so that's a huge opportunity to target people that are in their 30s because there's so many of them that are finally ready. You know what's awesome? What? All the agents that are in that age group. What an opportunity for them. Yeah, because that's their sphere. Gosh, if you're 29 to 35, congratulations. You better be taking advantage of it. <laughs> you better call this guy for some coaching. That's right, actually. Yeah, you should. You know? No, uh, I actually have a couple of clients in that age group, and they are, they're beasts. And they're killing they're it? They're killing it. That's awesome. And you know how they're doing it? With technology. Because of... Do no, they oh, do they oh, do me. they pull yeah. up open AI and then like that no. tells them what to say on the phone? No, they're just they're just really good at, at socially getting themselves out there. I mean, this no this is no different. So props to you for doing this. But um, all of the people that are coming behind us that we can teach are open at like all ears, and that's the that's the the level of of uh, oh it was it growth mindset we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. People that are hungry. People that are hungry is essential. Yep. Um, I was out teaching my uh, buyer's agents under me how to video a house. Really? Yeah, today. That's awesome. Yeah. 
I found a really cool technique. Oh. <laughs> so, Everybody's anyways, I was, I was teaching him how to do it. So, um, <laughs> if you'd like to go see, find me on TikTok at HK. I don't have a TikTok account. Sorry. Instagram? Instagram. I'm okay, so you yeah. can see. I'm posting it on Instagram too. Okay, good, good. Whatever. Good. I haven't really done a lot on Facebook, but. That's really good. Anyway, I called an agent in our town to see if I could show one of her houses and video it and try to bring her a buyer, and she said no. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I will give you props. I will tell everybody 100%, this is your listing. I am, I, I don't, I'm not, some agents go out there and video or whatever and, and share people's videos and make it seem like it's their listing. Oh, yeah. Which is unethical. You, we can, you can't publicly market somebody else's listing without permission. So, of course, I'm going to do things above board, just like you do. Yeah. And she said no. I'm going to give you a secret. What? Part of my listing strategy right now is to go around and videotape homes that are not mine in the neighborhoods that I geoform. But how do you videotape a home when they just really don't have videotape anymore? Oh, my God. <laughs> First, I removed the eight track. <laughs> yeah, I say that all the time, and my husband's always like videotape. I'm oh. like, ah, oh, you're right. Like, okay, this lender, he's phenomenal, but he sent me a thing, and he said, <clears throat> appraisal's great. Here's the value. No repairs because it's a VA. No conditions. Yeah, and then yesterday he's like, oh shit, there's a condition. Can you send me this? Can you do this? Can you do that? So then I have to go back to the listing agent and be like, remember that time? Yeah. There were no conditions. Now yeah. there are. And the sellers are out of state. Was it a second follow-up or did they just miss it off of the piece of paperwork? He, no. The appraiser noted damage, damage to drywall. And so the underwriter or the processor sends an email to me and says, what about the damaged drywall? And I said, what are you talking about? What damaged drywall? Yeah. And then they're like, and they actually had holes cut in the drywall because I'm sure they had to access plumbing. Yeah. It's like an older house or whatever. So I thought they were talking about that. But no, there was a crack in the ceiling and they were calling that damage. Uh, and so then the processor calls the VA and says, hey, what about this crack? And then the VA is like, oh, yeah, you, you, that should have been a, a condition. And so then they made it a condition. I got a phone call yesterday about an appraiser in 2020 from a private and guest investigator. What? Yeah, uh, some deputy, some blah, 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 blah guy. He calls me. He's like, hey, can you give me screen grabs or your showing time of all the people that showed that house for the time that you listed it? And I'm What's like, happening? I said, can you explain? Is, is there a lawsuit? Explain to me, please. What happened? What happened? It's, turns out this appraiser that this other lender used was uh, basically a farm for unqualified people to go out and look at property for this one guy that would just pencil whip all of the appraisals. Is his name Kenneth? <laughs> I'm serious. No, I have no idea. No Because I have this appraiser that is the bane of my existence, and when his name comes up, I'm like, God damn it. Because There's I, not many of them. Ugh, There's a few. I had a house up the street from me, eight and a half acres. Ooh. This son of a bitch puts on the... Okay, eight and a half acres in the country. He puts on the appraisal that is part of an HOA, and there's a public utility. Public Bud. utility. So they're like, they're like, who who runs the utility uh, utility district out there? And I'm like, what the frick are you talking about? We're private, well, private septic, and we've got co-op electric. It's kind of, yeah, it's a no-brainer. <sighs> he didn't even come personally to yeah. the property. He yeah. sent some dude. Yeah, yeah. So we had to fight that. 
These are the behind-the-scenes stuff that you that. never see that we do that we shelter our clients from. What's the craziest thing you've ever seen on a deal? On a deal? If you can pick just one, because I'm sure that uh, there's like 4,000. There's a lot. There's – I had uh, – <laughs> So intermediary means that you get both sides. You're representing both sides sort of in Texas, which, so you, which is buyer and seller. Which my brokerage does not allow. Right, and probably for good reason. Definitely for good reason. So I had an attorney that I was representing. Oh, great. That was selling, was buying what? a house of an attorney that was selling. Oh, my God. That sounds like the worst ever. <laughs> and One not- attorney was contract law. Right, no. right, right. No, uh, obviously not. They use me. Oh my gosh. So, um, long story short, backed out nine days before closing. Did they get their earnest money back? No, <sighs> and fought it, and said they're gonna in the sue for you know the whole thing happened. Oh my right? gosh! I won't go into it, but the the nuts and bolts of it was they were so headstrong that they refused to move both of them for months. Months and months. It was back, in, and guess who they used as the cat? You know the the, the, the commu- intermediary. The, yeah, the, the intermediary. Yes. The communication base, and uh, I ended up having to get a local title company attorney to sit down with them and say, "You are going to lose your asses if you do this." Who did that for you? Scott McKnight. Oh, that's who I use. Yeah. Shout out to McKnight Title. He's the best. Yeah, Anna. Anna's been closing me for years. Megan Seeley's been closing. You know, just there's some really good people in that in that organization. Oh yeah. Um, who do you use over there? Well, now that he's in Weatherford, I use Brittany. Yeah, Brittany. Because yeah. Brittany, I've always used forever. Siciliano. No, 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 no. Brittany oh. Swilling. Oh, Swilling. Yeah, in the yeah. Willow Park one. Yeah. yeah Amy yeah. Nelson's team all moved over there, but. Oh, that's right. So here's one that's fun. Oh yeah, thank you. What's yours? Um. Okay, <laughs> I had this house listed in Weatherford, where we live. I probably shouldn't have said that. Baby, cut that part out. I had this house listed where we live, and we had a hard time. It was it was after the market had slowed. Mm. So it sucks, right? So we f- we finally get it under contract, and the agent, super freaking nice guy. I really liked him. Like it's it's everything when you have an agent on the other side that's a good person. Yeah. So uh, he goes, "Hey, we we'd like to do owner finance. What are what are your what's your would your client be open to that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Wow. Uh, well, she said, yeah, sure. So then she oh. sent me like bullet points of like 20 different things. Like, okay, yeah, we'd be <laughs> open to it, but it's going to be rent to own. It's not really owner finance because you have right. to pay off the, you know, original loan and stuff like that. And so it was like all these things. So I send it to him and I'm like, bro, why are we doing owner finance? Why can't they just, you know, finance it normally? And he goes, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll check with them. So I checked with my lender and I was like, look, can you, can you get these people um, approved? He meets with them. Apparently, the the boyfriend had a felony in his past, mm-hmm. and so that was kind of their u- reason for not. I represented the seller, so I'm not disclosing information about my clients. But that was his reason for not wanting to right. do the owner right, finance right, right. or to, for doing the, the owner loan, finance. Right. But my lender's like, dude, yeah, that doesn't come into play. It's fine. So he he gets them approved, but only through the girlfriend. So we're like, what? Like why? Okay, whatever. So then he, we're, we're cruising along. We're, we're moving through it. He does a fraud check, my lender. You know how they do at the mm-hmm. end to see if they've opened up new credit accounts or whatever. And lo and behold, a deed just switched into her name. Oh. And my lender goes, what the hell is this? And they're like, oh, well, we didn't think you'd catch that because we did owner finance on that. <laughs> so they closed on another house. So 
they were basically going to, you know, keep that as a rental, and but they still wanted to buy ours. They it's made, called fraud, by the way. Yes, they made tons of money, and so the the agent calls me and goes, "Okay, well, we still want to move forward totally, but we we just we have to make a contingent on the sale of their house now." Um, so I talked to the lender and I'm like, is this true? And he's like, well, I mean, technically, yeah. Or we can just put the boyfriend on the loan and then they can qualify. No problem. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, freaking do that because we don't want to waste more time. Sure. You know, I mean, my, my <laughs> clients have already moved out. We've been waiting. We've already been down this road about 45 days with them. So it was frustrating. So, so lender gets the boyfriend approved. We're, we're moving forward. We're about two days from closing and they back out. Oh no. Why? Why are you backing out? Well, the boyfriend just doesn't want to be on the loan. I'm like, can I please have the girlfriend's phone number so I can tell her that she needs to break up with him? Right. Because this yeah. is a freaking giant red flag. Yeah. So they lost 10 grand earnest money. Ah, oh, gosh. I feel bad for the agent, to be honest. And the agent felt so terrible. He's like, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say. Like, I don't want, I, I'm so sad I've wasted your guys' time and this is terrible. That is pretty bad. Have you ever, bad. like, have you ever screwed up on a contract? I mean, I think that that's a very normal thing. And I think that with what we do, a lot of times you, you realize how you screwed up um, when you screw up because you get called out on it or you, or you make a mistake and you didn't realize you made a mistake. And so, I mean, then you, you, you have to pay out of your commission to fix your mistake. I love and that. then you never forget. No, you don't. You're like, okay. You do not. Never doing that again. I'm never buying another refrigerator. I didn't realize this box was checked. Oh my God. Right. That's the worst. That's right. the worst. So that's why she's a good agent, y'all, because she absolutely owned that. Because every single agent has screwed up somewhere. Every single Multiple times. Multiple if times. If you're not still learning, even six years in, you're doing something wrong. That's uh, right. You're so money. It's that true. That is ridiculous. The, those, I learned so much on the deal we did together. Like that deal taught me a shit ton. Yeah. Yeah. I, Cause I did so much research. <laughs> I remember that. Oh God. I love it. I, um, I'm excited that, uh, you're still in the game and you will be continuing because I think there's a lot of people that won't be. Oh, I, I'm sure this is a tough market. But if you're just starting out and 2022 was your first year, whew, what a wake-up call. You might want to look into other uh, types of business. I hear there's a brokerage that will support you, though. <laughs> what you or talking two, about, Willis? Or two. <laughs> uh, no, there's some, there's some really good people in our industry, especially in Fort Worth. Um, but, yeah, um, I think West Fort Worth is a just mecca. I think it's going to be an amazing spot to be. Dude, did you know, I don't remember where I got this information, but they were projecting the growth in DFW – Guess where they put the center of the Metroplex in the next 10 years? Ooh. If you had to pick a dot, where is the center of the Metroplex going to be? You're not going to believe this. Guess where it is. Center of the Metroplex? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't even know. 820 in White Settlement. If we go by per capita <laughs> of fast food restaurants, I think that wins. I mean, plus I was talking to Pat Dean, you know? Yeah. And he said that our life is going to be a living hell because of Dean Ranch getting sold. Because of the amount of people that are going to be going in there and the infrastructure and how that part of the freeway is already completely at a standstill every damn day. 
And he said that we have a fast track with TxDOT, but it's not going to be fast enough to wow. widen to widen the freeway. Well, I did see something recently with the South 820 loop is going to be in construction. Did you see that? Ugh, I freaking hate 820. Yeah. But this this part's so boring. We should talk about something else. I agree. <laughs> yeah. anyway. So you're going to hate living here, but it's a Mecca. It's amazing. I mean, Texas is a great place to live. There's just... Unless you like the outdoors. <laughs> or, or traveling on land. That's... The other thing. No, um, it's the easiest place. I've lived out of 12 years of schooling, lived in 12 different states. Were you an army brat? No, my parents were in aerospace and we flew, we just basically went wherever the jobs were. Wow. And then. That's a lot. Yeah. So out of all the places, this is the easiest place to live. Why? What do you mean? Uh, I don't know. It just, it's always seemed to have jobs. Oh, well, yeah. And it's always seemed to have the most affordable area to live for the quality of life. It used to be affordable. It, Dude, it still it's, is. It still is. It, it still is. But, it still is. But I remember, like, I cannot get out of the mindset when I'm walking into an $800,000 house. I cannot get out of the mindset of this house should not be more than four four eighty. I agree with you. I mean, That is so hard for me. Imagine the older agents, what they feel. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and, the, and when you can't... Like anything under two fifty is basically a mobile home. Like there's something wrong with that. That's actually true. Um, I've got investors that are now starting at three hundred. God, that's that's hard. That's hard to make those numbers work. Do you know how to make this work better in your head? Communicate to other agents in other states. Like I've got agents that are I coach in Seattle and L.A. and Philadelphia and all over the place in Boston. Ooh. It's astounding how many people are getting roommates right now. Wow. Well, it's understandable. Yeah. Okay, so I I moved to Texas from Los Angeles, and all the people around us, not all, but like anyone who had bought a house, you know, in L.A., who English may not be their first language, Mm. they have multiple generations living in the house because that's the only way they can make it. You know, you've got grandparents, probably grandparents on both sides, the family, and then maybe a sibling of the mom or the dad. And, like, if you have a three- or four-bedroom house, there's one family per bedroom. Los Angeles, you and I, I wonder what years you were in Los Angeles. Uh, <clears throat> Lainey was born in 1998, and we moved there probably about in 97. Okay, okay. I or was 96. In... We moved there in 96, and okay. then we left in 2006. I was, I was in L.A. late 80s, beginning early 90s. And Ooh, the, um, the crazy time. And I, <laughs> did you see the friggin' yeah, the LA riot? Yeah, yeah. This that means stuff. riot. That means riot. Apparently, yes. I got that. That's so weird. I know. Um, yes, uh, Rodney King, the whole thing. But um, where I was going with that is that uh, completely forgot. Uh, <laughs> 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 no. Uh, so I st- I set up a business called RethinkHome.com, and RethinkHome.com was here. Here, okay, in Texas, right now, right now, active rethinkhome.com. Wait a minute, is this business number five? Stop, stop, it is, it is. Oh, gosh. Uh, so rethink home. All I do is one job. That's it. I anyway, like, I rethink like houses. Home. That's rethink what I do. home. All right, big umbrella. Um, so uh, rethink home was created because I wanted to see generational change for the people you're talking about inside of Los Angeles. If you decided to have a child the probability of that child being able to survive and stay in L.A. is almost zero, to be able to afford it. If they want to stay in L.A., 
they're crazy anyway, so. Well, there is a level of that. But if they're not crazy, <laughs> they move to Texas. And, yeah. they, and they use RethinkHome.com to get there. My, or me. Or me. No, no, I'm just no. saying. It, but no, so I literally, I seriously, I sent out ads and I did all the stuff that said, families, if you are con- at all contemplating come to Texas, this is an opportunity because we have affordability, we have jobs, we have all the things. And by the way, if you sell your house, it's worth a million bucks. So you can take the money and live off of it until you find a job. I was picking families up at the airport. What? Yeah. How did you run the ads? With what avenue? Uh, There was a thing called Street Text for a long time that I used. There was uh, just uh, Facebook ads. There was Google ads. So you picked them up from the airport. They quit their job. They sold their house. They're moving here. And all three families bought three independent homes. How did they get qualified for homes? You had to wait till they had jobs? Um, a lot did of they pay cash? a lot of them pay, pay cash. That's freaking awesome. That's yeah. genius. That's genius to harness that. It well, it came better from... better than Zillow. <laughs> Have I you sp- seen all the other zip codes popping up for Zillow lately? Huh, why is that? Everybody's finally getting out. <sighs> <laughs> we don't have to talk about no, Zillow. it's good. I I spent my spend out yeah. My spend on Zillow was really high for a long time. Well, I mean it it works. It it worked. We have two minutes and fifty seconds. Two minutes. So we can wrap it up. Seconds. Um it worked to an extent and it worked better before. I think the leads now are trash. Well so think of it like this. Zillow is a data company. Yes. It is not a real estate company. So when you go, guys, when you go to the website, you're pay- you're you're basically supporting the the beast that it is to support their data. And yep. their data then is sold and the amount of traffic that they're getting on their site is a third of what it was. Really? Yeah. That's good. So well and so the agents that are out there depending on it no longer have it. And uh, I've seen some stories recently where they're actually having to pay back money because they never met the ob- objective of getting the leads to come through. Really? And not Zillow, but other other companies. Huh. Yeah. So um, it's, not, it's not a good way to run your business. No, you, you have to be referral based and ah, take care of your take care of your clients. Do pop buys, make phone calls, have take relationships. Them out to lunch. Yep. Relationships are everything. That's the only way to do it. Provide solution for people even when they're not buying or selling. And sometimes even when you do all those things, your clients will still call him and not me. Or vice versa. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, that's... (laughs) I talked to... Legit that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I freaking... uh, Whatever. Those people were hard to please. That's it for today. Thanks so much. (laughs) Thanks for joining me. I enjoyed this so much. Thank you. And man, good luck on this podcast venture. And if you need a real estate coach... He's your guy. I just want to say thanks for allowing me to have the space to talk about the real passions that I've got for helping agents and especially our clients. It's good. I took uh, away from this circle jerk and cock punch. (laughs) On that note, we'll see you next time. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. Hey, everybody. Thanks for watching. Hey, if you enjoyed this show, please like, share, and subscribe. It makes such a huge difference to our channel, and it helps push it out there to everybody else. And don't forget, we're on podcasts, too, on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Music, like all the different places. So if you can't get in front of YouTube, totally fine. Check us out on the podcast, and you can listen to us on the go. Just type in Pair of Spades somewhere. We'll pop up. That's right. Thanks. We'll see you next time.